podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. On a Thursday, while we await the weekend when Liverpool take on Nottingham Forest. Not a whole lot going on today. As would be expected, we're in the dog days of the season. And at this point, we're just trying to battle our way through to the summer. We'll start with This is Anfield today, as normal. And the lead piece is seven midfielders who could replace Jude Bellingham, or could they replace Jude Bellingham? This piece was written by Harry McMullen, and he's used Smarter Scout. Um, I would, would have issues with Smarter Scout, but uh, I do like the premise of this piece. So, he's taken a look at seven potential Bellingham alternatives and see how they work out. So, the first one is Connor Gallagher. Then there's Mason Mount. My expectation is that Mount is going to be one of the players that arrives. I had thought he was going to re-sign, but it looks now like Chelsea have sort of admitted defeat. Uh, Next up is Matthias Nunes. He definitely was somebody we were strongly linked with, but that interest seems to have been parked. We'll see what happens come summer. Next is Moises Caicedo. For me... He should be the top priority this season. He is absolutely magnificent. And I think we should be spending whatever it takes to get him. Uh, Next up is his Brighton teammate, Alexis McAllister. I know some people have said, oh, it's unlikely they'll sell both. Tony Bloom will sell anything that's not nailed down if you give him what he's looking for. He will sell anything and anyone as long as his price is met. It's that simple. That's just how he's always operated at Brighton. Moises Caicedo was not available for sale in January because Enoch Mwepu had been forced to retire and they were already down a midfielder, so they couldn't afford to lose Caicedo. Had Mwepu not been forced to retire, it may well be that Caicedo might have moved in January. The other issue is... Arsenal didn't have the decency to approach Brighton first. They tried to do an end around and speak to the agents and manipulate the situation. And then they lowballed. They offered less than Brighton had been offered in the summer. Brighton have a set price on Caicedo. They know what they want for him. If you pay it, and you treat them with respect, they'll sell them. Same thing goes for Alexis. And I do think it's possible for us to get both of them. 
And I think if we got both of them and Mount, that would be a really, really good midfield rebuild. And then we'd have Alexis and Thiago to rotate in the left-sided role, and Curtis can also play there. We'd have Mount and Curtis in the right-sided role, plus Henderson. And then we'd have Caicedo and Fabinho in that defensive midfield role, plus Stefan Pesetic. Fabinho maybe has a year left, and then Stefan steps up into that backup role. And you could play him and Caicedo together without much much issue. Um, not in the current shape, but in a more traditional 4-3-3 or a 4-4-2 as a double pivot. Henderson probably has a year, maybe two left. He's got two in his contract, but he might not see the whole thing out with us. So, you know, having him as third choice makes sense. Curtis is the better player, so he makes more sense to get more minutes. And Curtis will have a lot more to offer over the next five years than Jordan Henderson will. So like that's a strong eight-man group. Mount, Curtis, Henderson, Quesado, Fabinho, Besetic, Alexis and Thiago. That's really strong. And it's doable as well. It is doable. And it fits into a bunch of different shapes. You could use them in the current shape that we're playing. They'd work in the more normal 4-3-3. You could do a skewed 4-4-2. You could play a box midfield with two sitters, one of them not being Trent, and have two attacking midfielders in Alexis and Mount. You could play a 4-2-3-1 with Alexis and Caicedo as a double pivot and Mount as a 10, or Mount as a 10 with... Sorry, Alexis as a 10 with um, Caicedo and Thiago, Caicedo and Pesetic, Caicedo and Fabinho, whatever you want. We'd have a lot of options and a lot of flexibility. So I'm very much on board with the signing of Alexis. I, I do maintain he'd be a better fit at City because he just is tailor-made for that Ilkay Gundogan role, but... He'd be great for us. Nicolo Barella, he'd be a really good signing, but I do think it would take ridiculous money to get him. I I think Inter will hold on to him for all their might. Uh, Ryan Gravenberch, again, a bit of a gamble, but the talent is worth the gamble if you get him cheap. Um, But if the price starts to creep towards like 40 million, then you've gone too far. There's no natural fit for him in the three-box three that we've played against Leeds and for stretches against Arsenal. So you'd have to rework him a little bit, but he could absolutely be moulded into playing as that left-sided eight. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's a strong list other than Conor Gallagher, who just clearly is not good enough to play for Liverpool. It is a strong list. Uh, Trent auditions for midfield, but another scouser could be Liverpool's wildcard. That's a good piece written by Stephen Scrag. Uh, more on that topic in a bit. Nottingham Forest to unfurl 30-foot, no-tragedy chanting banner at Anfield. So this is really good to see from the Forest fans. Obviously, they were the other club um, involved that that horrible day in 89. And they've always 
or for the majority, they've always stood with Liverpool uh, and with their fans and with the people over what took place, uh, regardless of the comments at the time of their manager, Brian Clough, who was just far too quick to believe the authorities and the media. Um, Two former Reds sent off after starting carnage with touchline brawl. So if you saw Swansea versus Preston, uh, the game descended into a melee and uh, Joe Allen was sent off for Swansea and uh, Ryan Lowe, the Preston manager, who was a former academy player of ours, uh, both of them were sent off. Uh, the referee who ended, who elbowed Andy Robertson is um, going to be working in the championship this weekend. Apparently common sense prevailed when he wasn't given more significant punishment, which is a very one-eyed view. Uh, Mason Mount increasingly likely to join Liverpool in the summer transfer window. That comes off a report by Jacob Steinberg. Now, he's he tends to be a little bit better for reporting on West Ham and Spurs than Chelsea, but it's still, it's still a good sign. He is a respected reporter. Um, certainly wouldn't be uh, one that we'd put in the spoofer category. Uh, on to Liverpool.com, there's a piece about Bobby and a potential offer from the MLS. There's a piece about Gravenberch. And he, he was asked in the mixed zone after Bayern's game against City about a move. He didn't make any comment. Uh, Manchester United have apparently joined the race with Liverpool for Matthias Nunes. That does seem to be a race we've decided to sit out. Liverpool could receive major financial boost with Apple circling after 6.2 billion deal in MLS move. So Apple are looking to get more involved in the football streaming industry and they are apparently going to be in for some of the rights for the new Premier League packages. Uh, they've done a deal with MLS and apparently they're very keen to add the Premier League. There's been some talk recently that the Premier League want to add their own streaming service. It's something I've banged the drum on for a couple of years now. Apple would make a, a good partner for that. Amazon obviously would make a good partner for that. I think the Premier League should have their own service. I think you could sell far more subscriptions to that type of service where every game is available than this nonsense with Sky and BT and whoever else. I think they'd end up making a lot more money if they because they could price it really fairly. Like, if you were to say to somebody, you can stream every game of your own team for a tenner a month, or you can stream every game in the league for 20 quid a month, I think most people would opt for the 20 quid a month option, which is significantly cheaper than people pay just for Sky who don't have all the football. Now, admittedly, you would still need to have a BT for Champions League nights, but I do think they could save people a lot of money by doing their own streaming platform and making it affordable. Even if it was, you know, 15 quid for one team and 25 for every game, I think people would pay that in their droves. And if you had app, app, access to every game wouldn't that be brilliant where you could watch whatever you could watch a live game and then watch the other games recorded the nba has done this for years absolutely years 
with League Pass. Other organisations are doing it now as well. I think it's definitely time the Premier League got on board. Uh, there's a piece about Sadio. There's a piece about Fabio Carvalho. Look, the spoofer with the catchphrase has said that Carvalho's certain to leave this summer. It'll probably be alone. I wouldn't put much faith into what Fabrizio has to say. Um, his track record isn't exactly great, especially when it comes to Liverpool. Ibrahima Kanate mistake could lead to potential transfer. For, could lead to a transfer for potential Roberto Firmino heir. Now, <clears throat> this is about Luis Sinistera at, Ars- at Leeds. He's a good player. He's nothing like a, F- a Firmino heir. That's just silly. Uh, FSG told Jude Bellingham still prefers Liverpool transfer over Man City or Real Madrid. We'll see because he's going to have to stay at Dortmund in the year. If that is the case, Liverpool must crash Barcelona and Real Madrid transfer race for ace matching Vinicius Junior. That's Gabriel Viega, who's a, a very good player and definitely one that um, would be interesting in that right side attacking midfield role. If the mount thing didn't happen, he would certainly be one that should be um, on that list. I think. For me, Dominic Zabozlai would be top of the list of players to to take a look at if Mount doesn't happen. And I'd actually prefer Dominic over Mount. I think he's a a better player. I think he's more rounded with more potential. But uh, Viega would be an interesting fit there as well. Uh, Liverpool could kickstart post-Roberto Firmino era with $6 million Copa Libertadores wonder kid transfer. These are all well and good, and there's lots of really, really exciting players out there. And Matthias Franke of Flamengo is one of them. And again, the spoofer has linked us to him. But we just haven't moved in that market at all. We've just sat in our hands. It's disappointing, but I don't see it changing this summer because we've got so much else to do. Liverpool should love 41 million net spend figure as FSG presented with Julian Ward's successor option. So David Lynch has reported that Liverpool have held talks with Tim Steeten, who is the former sporting director of Bayer Leverkusen, where he was responsible for just some tremendous business. He brought in Florian Wirtz, he brought in Jeremy Frimpong, Edmund Topsapa, uh, Cassano, was one of his, Hincapier was one of his. He has just done a brilliant job there in terms of identifying and bringing in elite young players. Um, He's been there running the recruitment since 2019. Prior to that, he was with Werder Bremen for a long time. Um, 11 years in their kind of recruitment section was sporting director for the second team, then was appointed director of football for the whole club and spent two years in that role. So he has the the requisite experience. He has the track record. He brought in some really good players at Werder as well. Um, just He wasn't helped by a lot of internal politics from former players who had let's just say, more credit in the bank with certain people. Um, former players who 
got the jobs based on what they'd done as players and didn't really know what they were doing. And he was sort of victim to that. When he got the opportunity to go to Leverkusen, he just bounced and he's done brilliantly there. Um, his brother Moritz is a is a scout right now at Bremen and is, is also excellent. And if Tim was to come, I'd love him to bring the brother with him because the two of them are just outstanding at finding tremendous young players at good prices. If we had if we had Hincapier now, he'd be perfect for us. Florian Verts is like a dream signing. I, I think he's... I would rather sign Florian Verts than Jude or Pedri or Gavi. I think he's that good. I know he's had the ACL tear, but he's come back from it and looked like he's never been away. Um, on to AnfieldIndex.com. There are five new articles. Steve Smith has a piece up on Aurelian Chouameni. Um, there is a piece here about Hossim Auer that is written by Ben Poscod. Auer is a good player, but he has badly stagnated in the last couple of years. Um, he could be someone that you could rotate with Thiago. But the more I watch him and the more I look back on old Hossie Mauer when he first broke through, the more I kind of feel like he belongs a bit further forward, maybe in the front three, maybe playing as a second striker, just manipulating space. Um, it looks like he's going to go to Roma on a free anyway, so uh, no point in getting too into that one. Uh, we have new columns on Anfield Index. So there's going to be four weekly columns is the plan. Um, one by Sam Maguire, and this week he's written about Jurian Timber. One by Andrew Beasley, who's an AI OG, was one of the first ever subscribers to Anfield Index was on the very first Anfield Index podcast. He has written about Diogo Jota. Uh, one will be Tony Evans. His will come out tomorrow, every Friday. And then the other one is me. So, um, yeah, it's it's just me. So I've written about Curtis Jones, and it's a, it's a similar theme to what Stephen Scragg wrote. Uh, I sent this in on Tuesday, though, so I definitely didn't copy him. Uh, he didn't copy me either, to be clear. Stephen Scragg doesn't need to copy anybody. He's he's one of the best writers in the Liverpool space. Um, but yeah, we just had the same idea about Trent and that midfield role and the fact that Curtis could save us some money this summer. Because instead of buying four midfielders, if he can continue to play like he did against Leeds, and I thought he was good against Arsenal and decent against Chelsea, then we can get away with three this summer. Um, and I think Curtis had a tremendous game. Now, I think we differ on our views on what Trent's role might mean, but such is life. Um, yeah, so you've got Sam, you've got me, you've got Bees, and you've got Tony Evans, and the plan is that every week we'll try and put together a column. Uh, I will say now, mine some weeks might just be ramblings that things that are bouncing around my head. They might not always be uh, entirely Liverpool related, but um, yeah, I, I think it's a decent piece. Have a read of it and uh, let me know. Uh, podcast wise, we've got a few new ones as well. There is that scouted myself and Carl did where we looked at the Champions League and what players we might take from relegation threatened teams. Um, there is a pro plus with Trev Downey and Dave Davis. 
There's an under pressure with Dan Kennett, who was away on holidays. He's now back, and he's on with Cy Brundish and Dan Rhodes. So give that a listen as well. And if you fancy a little break from the football, there is a Buzz podcast out today with myself and Trev, where we had a look at the uh, career of Daniel Day-Lewis, someone that we both believe is a, a Mount Rushmore actor. So give that a listen. And that's it. That's all I've got, folks. So thank you as always, and I will see you tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.